Welcome to Music Speaks, sometimes very loudly, and um, the intro burrito, or burrito, however you want to call it, burrito, it doesn't matter. Uh, Mr. Ultimate Conformist contributed that track, and on the panel, like always, Mr. M48, what's up guys? Yo, 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 today's going to be a really fun show. We're going to talk about Paul Reed Smith guitars. They finally had their um, Winter Nam presentation, and man, all I got to say is the Fiori. The Fiori was like everything I always made fun of you about the Silver Sky. The Fiori <laughs> is like everything I would want. It's funny, right? The Silver Sky is totally you, but the Fiori is totally me. <clears throat> yeah, I know. I think uh, PRS was kind of. I think they've been listening to our podcast. Y- yeah, I'm pretty sure Paul listens to us, and every time he hears me say stainless steel, he's like, that motherfucker. No, he puts he his throw- head down. He puts his he head throw- down. He throws up a little bit in his oh, mouth. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he does. And then, speaking <laughs> of stainless steel, Fender and their higher-end mar- uh, guitars now have stainless steel frets. So, thanks to the show, you know, we're, we're bringing stainless steel awareness to the masses. Yep. It's uh, Masa, make stainless steel, or Mos- Mosca, make stainless steel great again. <laughs> or, for making tamales, Masa means dough. <laughs> Tamale season's already passed. It, it already passed, man. Oh, I had to miss it due to, uh, you know, some life events. But, man, so the the, the Fiori is a... Uh, 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 are you okay over there on, on the panel? I mean, are we not putting enough oxygen in there? No, no, I'm no. okay. Uh, I, I, I drank some water right now and it went down it went down the wrong pipe. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> you see, you guys, drink more water, but make sure it goes down the right pipe. That's my only suggestion to y'all. So if I can, if I can teach you anything, it's... You know, do that. So, little funny thing on the Facebook feed. Six years ago, I opened up for the band Ayahuasca. That was a fun show. It was it was Story Road, San Jose, Michelada's Bar. We tore it up. So, a little throwback. It was great. Good stuff. Can't wait till the touring season starts up again. So, back to uh, Paul Reed Smith and uh, M48 choking over there. Um, speaking of choking, we'll talk about that in a bit. Silver Sky. Um, the Fiori... Great guitar. I love it. It's three single coils, just like a Strat. Um, two posts on the bridge. 22 frets, and it looks amazing. And it has a normal headstock, not the reverse. I really like the colors for black and white. I didn't like the red. The red was kind of weird. It didn't. It didn't. It wasn't the bee's knees for me. Yeah, I didn't really like the red either. I like the red and the black because the or the the white and the black. Sorry, the the white is a little more. It's not like super white. It's like kind of like an off white. It almost looks blue to me. It does have that characteristic. It has like a bluish hue to it, which is cool. But um, I was going to say, you know, that guitar would not have been birthed had had it been for the Silver Sky. Because Paul... You said it looked like a prototype. It looked like a a Silver Sky reject. (laughs) Come on, can reject. That that guitar was amazing, dude. But that, like I said, that guitar would have not have been birthed had it not been for the Silver Sky. Because... Paul hates single coils. He doesn't like putting single coils in his guitars. For good reason. Good job, Paul. I, I agree with you. And a, a little fun little fun thing. I like how 2021 is the age of the Super Strat. Everyone came out with their own souped-up version of the Stratocaster, the most iconic guitar ever. I love that. I love it. It was great. Well, they've been kind of uh, moving the Strat a little forward kind of ever since the the guitar kind of was made 
you can tell your dog are your dogs okay over there there's probably a cat in the backyard they they do that oh you got them in the in the in the backyard How no evil. no they have them in the no they live indoors they they conquer the entire downstairs so anyways yeah um everyone has been coming out with their own version of the strat Everyone has. It's been interesting and amazing. I mean, everyone. I mean, Jackson. Kate, I mean, Misha Monsoor, right? He has his own strat now on through Jackson, and then Ibanez came out with their own AZ, which is their form of the Stratocaster as well. Um, Fender. I mean, they totally took a page out of Sir's book, and well, technically, Sir was first a Fender guy anyway. He kind of just branched off when he left the custom shop. But, I mean, they took all the aspects of a Sir and they applied them to their Deluxe, no, American Lux series. So Yeah, they took, they took all the aspects of a Sir and they put a Floyd on the, the one that you wanted. Yeah, but they did that even for their American Lux that doesn't have the Floyd. They straight up copied Sir entirely, dude. Yeah, they, they definitely did. Because <laughs> I, I, I think they were, a lot of people were, were jumping on the Sir train, you know. If it's not, you know... Uh, like, uh, if you're not getting a Silver Sky, you're either getting um, a Sir or maybe something like, I don't know, GNL. Oh, yeah, GNL. That's a, that used to be another big competitor. It's still a really big competitor today. They're good guitars, and that's actually Leo Fender's, you know, bee's knees. Um, so, because Sir came out with their copies of the, the Strat... And they're selling. They're, I mean, I see them everywhere now. They're twenty two hundred bucks, twenty four hundred bucks. But yeah, you're right. That is the same price point as the Silver Sky, the Fiori, the American Lux. I think the twenty four hundred mark is now the new standard for a, a good Strat. I think it's a fair price too. I mean, like uh, anything that's not custom shop is going to be like around you know twenty two, twenty four. But um, I like I could say I can only I can only vouch for the Silver Sky because that's the one I've played personally, and I have a, a relationship with the Silver Sky, so I could say you know without a doubt it's worth the money in my opinion. But I haven't played enough Sirs, I haven't played enough um, high end uh, Strats before, so I can't really say which one is the most bang for your buck. Hmm, that's actually kind of. You're right. I mean, I like the the single coils from the Silver Sky, hands down. They're the probably most unique single coil I have ever used. And I've used the Seymour Duncans, the Lace Sensors. I've used the Wide Array at this point. And those were a very unique bee's knee like, of tone. Like, it's yeah, legit, like in, if I was going to play in. Funk, dude, if I was going to play the Funk, I can only see the Silver Sky's pups. I wish he would sell those like standalone. I would put those in my sir, dude, just to kind of see how it sounds. Yeah, Paul and John, they they created the the Silver Sky pickups from the ground up because they they had a they had a vision in mind because um, John's uh, his '64 Strat, the one that he plays a lot, the the Strat that pretty much the only Strat he plays from here on. It ha- it's a '64, so it's uh, has '64 pickups and. Paul's favorite guitar, favorite Strat is a 60, I think it's either a 63 or a 65. So they kind of merged the sound of the Strat pickups, something to be in between 
a 63 and a half or a 65. So that's why they're called the PRS 635 JMs. So it's like a, the the middle ground between John Strat and Paul Strat. And then a little interesting uh, thing I learned about the Paul Reed Smith show. He said he is an employee of Paul Reed Smith. <laughs> and he doesn't like to collect stuff. He likes to keep moving forward. I thought that was pretty cool. Like, like you know, that's really interesting. He, he's Yes, he's the founder, but he's not the owner. He's, the, he's an employee of that company. Does someone else own it? Uh, or is, I'm not sure. We need to. Yeah, I want to look. I want to investigate more into how that relationship works because he's an employee of Parry Smith. He's not. He's the CEO. He's the CEO. He's, so is it is it traded? Um, can you buy stock? No, right. It's not openly I'm, traded, right? I'm not sure. I don't think so. Huh. Which I think is interesting. I mean, I think that the phenomenon of being employees. I mean, it's good for Paul. And like he said, he. Uh, he doesn't just. He would love to have these guitars, but he says no. I I don't have to buy them. Yeah, that's true. It's like he 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 said he doesn't like grab one and you know take it for free. He actually pays for it. Yeah, which respects the craftsmanship in his own company. I mean, that's that's cool. That's I mean, I'm that's sure cool. Get, that, I'm that? pretty sure. He, I'm pretty sure he gets a little bit of a CEO discount. Oh, I'm sure he does. I mean, at cost. <laughs> and then uh, the guitar known as Thorny. Which is the Pete Thorne Sig should be coming out in May. Woo! I know. So I'm gonna take that that guitar to your house, and I'm actually gonna let you play it first, just to kind of see what you think, and then go from there. Oh, I know you're gonna say that because you're you're one of those guys that like sticks to a brand. I'm I'm guessing (laughs) I'm guessing you're a Raiders fan. Well, yeah. You can't, <laughs> See, yeah, you, there can't, you, go. you can't. You can't guess if if you already know the answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing. I'm not into foosballs. So, but uh, go ahead, man. What do you think about the the Parry Smith reveal? I thought the Fiori stole the show for me. But talk about what John talked about. Well, what stole the show was at the end where Paul and John revealed the new Silver Sky in Lunar Ice finish, which is similar to the Nebula. Because when I was at Nam last year, that was like the creme de la creme so of for the, Nam. For those listening, the Nebula was a purplish color. It's a color scheme. Yeah. So a very rare color, and they only came out with five hundred. So good. carry on. So it, the the lunar ice kind of stemmed from that idea because the Nebula was only limited to five hundred, like you said, and then the lunar ice is now limited to a thousand. So it's double the amount, and it comes with a maple neck this year. Because um, he had said something that uh, people were not complaining, but they were saying, oh, I would have really loved the Nebula if it came in a maple. So, you know, Paul and John being the great people that they are, they collaborated on another instrument in this uh, this color scheme. And it's uh, now it's only available in a maple neck. So you got what you wanted in maple neck, guys. Maple's the the clear wood, like the yellowish, whitish wood. Um, I looked on the website. The Sweetwater already sold out of the yeah, new Sweetwater. color. A lot of places have already sold out. I mean, there's probably some small dealerships or some small dealers that still have them, but they're probably reserved for you know, like their 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 more loyal clientele, I guess you could say, or someone who's already reserved it. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people who are selling them on eBay and the Reverbs, and they don't even have them yet. Oh yeah. And they're selling them for like double the amount, and which which I don't think is right. 
if your intent is just to sell it, then you shouldn't you shouldn't buy one. Yeah, that's true. I'm gonna I'll hit up Gotcha see if they have one for for sale. Um, as far as the color, I thought the color was really cool. I loved it. It's like a what would be the best color to describe? It's like a like a pearl, right? Like a white pearl. It varies. I mean, like in one angle it looks purple, and one angle it looks uh, silver. Like, uh, the silver, like kind of tungsten kind of color. Yeah, it, it's a it's a different. It's an amazing concept. It's the same thing uh, you kind of would see on a car. You know, um, different light interacts with um, with the color to uh, create like a, a a different contrast of color, which is a pretty cool concept. Yeah, and the the way you angle it. And then, yeah, okay, and then what else came out? They came out with a new Zach Myers at sea. I don't even know who he is, but I'll look into it. And then who else got a SIG? I thought, I really thought Herman Lee from Dragon Force was going to come out with his SIG. He didn't. Uh, what was I going to say? They have, they brought back their, um, their special 22s or special 24s, I think. The yeah. Hol- the semi-hollow. Those are really popular because, um, in 2016, they came out with um, the Super Eagle for John Mayer, and then they did 100 private stock um, models, and they sold they sold out hella quick. They were they were really popular, so they thought, why don't we make something that's a little more accessible to people, and make it you know look like the Super Eagle? It doesn't have all the bells and whistles of it, but it, it has you know it it passes the eye test for what a Super Eagle looks like. So then they discontinued that, and then they brought it back, which is pretty cool. This is definitely a, an interesting year. Like everyone's hitting it hard. Like ah, like all this cool stuff is coming. I had to kind of reserve and say no. I'm not buying anymore. Like I got to settle down too. Yeah we we had a we had a year for the ages. Like just for me and you buying stuff. Yeah, last year was terrible. We spent a lot of coin. I'm like you know. And then I started thinking about the money. I was like, you know what? Hmm. Do I really need another guitar? I want another guitar. I'm like, hmm. The answer is always yes. Oh, man. I got too many at this point. I got too- <laughs> It's funny because um, I didn't know about NAMM until later on in life. I wasn't really. I didn't pay attention. I was just. I would go to stores and look at guitars and see know what things are. It's like, that's rare. I want it. I always bought things in twos. Like, that's rare and I want it. So I remember back when I was young, I was like, ooh, there's a Paul Reed Smith. I want it because I know how expensive they are. I got a good deal on it. Oh, there's a Santana. I know that's rare. I want it. I got it. Ooh, there's a Custom 22, which they're not this year's um, cu- um, This year's core guitars don't have Custom 22s, the 22 fretted anymore. They're all 24s, which is kind of where they started. They were always a 24 fret um, company, and now they're 22. You mean they're they're uh, they're now twenty four? They were the the Paul Smith's first guitars were the custom twenty fours. That was their that was their bee's knees, and then the custom twenty two came out later later because people wanted that that strat style neck or whatever or length. Oh, okay, I get I got you, I got you. Okay, yeah. So that was a new concept. I mean, you could still get a twenty two as an SE. I mean, yeah. I, I ain't gonna go that far. I mean, they're good guitars. But yeah, that they, shocked me, honestly. Like they removed one of their core, like literal core guitars from the the core line. 
Yeah, and the price of the new SEs for what you get, it's not bad. Eight hundred and fifty bucks. That's really good for a well-built guitar. I mean, it's made in Korea, but I mean, it's basically essentially a Paul Reed Smith. They just kind of mm. cheap cheaped out on the labor and some of the parts, but it still sounds amazing. They did a side by side. I mean, you could hear the difference, but it's not like how it's not astronomical. It. It's not astronomical. Where you're gonna say, well, I think I should pay five times more that amount. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. It's not there. I mean, when you buy a core, it's because you know you're buying it for the art. Like, okay, this is a core. This is what I'm getting. It's a lifetime instrument. I want to make sure I have the bee's knees of everything. When you buy the SE, you're like, okay, I'm gonna buy this guitar in hopes of buying another guitar next year. But to this year, I want to just play this one, and then I'll either get rid of it or give it away, and it's not gonna hurt you. An SE or S2, if you go that route, it's like. I want to try out Paul Reed Smith without getting the top of the top, you know. Like, like, yeah, I agree. So for for your second guitar, I would probably say, yeah, get an SE. Not, I wouldn't say that would be your first guitar. It's a little bit of an investment. It's, I mean, eight fifty is a lot for a beginner guitar. Like, oh, hey, your first guitar, here you go, Paul Reed Smith SE. Yeah, I'd say a good beginner guitar is like any Epiphone or Squire. <laughs> yeah, or the Squire Classic Vibe series is great. They you get they stepped up, man. Yeah, they really did step up. Fenders, uh, like low end, no, not even low end, low cost brands. Mm-hmm. From from what they were in two thousand to what they are today, nah. Right now, if you're a beginning guitar player and you're just starting, this is like the bee's knees year, man. You can get some good stuff for really inexpensive. It's a great time to be a first year or, you know, barely learning music or being a guitar player because there's so much good stuff out there. I'll tell you what, you guys are spoiled compared to what we had to work with back in the day. I still have my Rogue. Which uh, I Fender Rogue? Fender Squire Rogue. Rogue? Squire Rogue. Squire Rogue, which is actually below a Squire. I still have my first act guitar that I, the first ever guitar that I've, I've I ever had. See? And yeah, the Squire to my Sir, I mean, there's a big difference. <laughs> it's a, That's actually exponential, the difference. It really is. It's like people think we're dumb for, for spending so much money on guitars, but it's like we know the difference. <laughs> you can hear the difference. You really can. You're like, uh, I didn't even look at that video. I heard that video you sent me, and I was like, oh, no. No, no, hey, no, no. That, hey, that was weeks ago. I know. That was, that was years ago. Yeah, so 2021, I'm probably going to hit the pause on buying guitars just because either I got to sell them or move on. What other things they had on that show? They had Santana didn't come out with a new one. They actually came out with the old one. They came out with the studio. That one was pretty cool with the two narrow fields. Santana? No, no, the the, the PRS. Oh, yeah, okay. They came out with the the studio. It's the PRS studio, and it has one uh, one, uh, humbucker in the bridge and two narrow fields. Who uh? What artist came out? I can't. I watched it when it started with the uh, Fiori, so I kind of missed a lot of stuff. I, I got in when Zach Myers was talking. They had they had Mark Tremonti. They had David Grissom. Dude, Mark Tremonti had... is like the of, like one of the starter guys. He's like number two, right? Yeah, either it's either him or it's like Santana, uh, Tremonti, and David Grissom. I think those are the three like main. Ones that they and then started Mar- out with. Marcus Curiel from the band um, P.O.D. was one of the early 
guys, but he's not relevant anymore, so I don't really talk about him. Yeah, that's true. And then Mayer, he capped it off with uh, the last uh, showing. Oh, yeah, he played really well. Like, I think Paul's just like, God damn, this motherfucker. May- you know what I noticed? Most of the PRS artists, they're like purely guitar players. They just play guitar. Like, they hardly ever sing. Not really like a real top artist in the in the game, like, in, except for Mayer. Like, Mayer's like the giant among them. Well, Santana. Well, I'm talking about now. Santana's, like, right, it, Santana's not a like, thing anymore? No, I'm, uh, he's like... He's kind of like the... The legend going out. He's, he's the legend going out. You know, he's not like making records today. Hmm. Uh, yeah, mean, he's the most notable. I would say John Mayer is because he's the most popular. Because Orianti yeah. is not, not there. She's trying. She, she tries really hard to get there. She's not there, though. But you would think of... I would say if I didn't know any better, I would say PRS is more of like a pure guitar player's um, instrument, whereas Fender or Gibson, they're they're like kind of more artists uh, direct. You know, they they pick out artists because they want to appeal to not only guitar players but fans of music as well. And I think PRS is kind of. They're they're inching towards that, but it just right now you don't think of them as a as that. They're just more of a pure guitarist kind of brand. Yeah, they're not at the point where you're like, oh, that's a Paul Reed Smith. Only if you're a guitar player, you know that's a Paul Reed Smith. They're not where like yeah. you see a Fender, that's a Fender. Like the popular the populace knows that's a Fender, that's a Gibson mm-hmm. Les Paul. They know those two names, a Stratocaster. But you're right, they don't see a Paul Reed Smith. Oh, that's a Paul Reed Smith. That's not it's not there yet. It's gonna be. Yeah. Because they don't have enough, you know, people like John, like Santana, to where they're like, oh, yeah, I know that guitar because they play that guitar, you know? Yeah. Because it took me a while to know what Santana plays. Like, what the fuck is that? Because it's not notable. There's no name on the headstock. There is, but it's in cursive and you can't see it from far away. You're like, okay. Cool. You notice how, um, how Mayer is slowly uh, evolving into Clapton? Yeah, I, I'm noticing that. He's become, he's he's becoming like the current day Clapton, like the modern day Clapton. Which is cool because I mean, once when the, when the day when the unfortunate day uh, Clapton passes, it's like Mayor's officially going to be that guy. Yeah, definitely Mayor's the. He's definitely there. Because Stevie Ray Vaughan, if he would have lived, man, I'm swear the world would have been a different place. Oh yeah, we wouldn't have all the all this uh, drama and. All this uh, um, division in the world. Yeah, because Stevie Ray Vaughan was onto something. He was he was blending everything. If if Stevie Ray Vaughan were still alive today, I think society would be a lot different. It would look like a futuristic kind of utopia. Because <laughs> he he was the first to really really bridge and bridge the textile Texas style and you know influence like the blues from BB King. He was one of the first to really put in your face. He was the first person to put blues on MTV. Oh, yep. Yeah. Because that was that was his that was the generation. I mean, from like the sixties to about the seventies, you know, you kinda you had your, your giant guitar players. You had Clapton, you had Page, you had Beck, you had uh Hendrix uh till he passed away. You had all these guitar players, like guitar playing giants, 
and then like the seventies is kind of like a it's it's kind of like a bleak kind of period because there there isn't like that one guitar player that was like yeah like I mean Santana he was barely starting out he wasn't you know like the the full fledged guy that he was then so it was kind of like it was bridging the the sixties slash seventies to the eighties that's when like all the guitar the the kind of guitar giants were born again you know like you had steve Vai, uh joe satriani um and then you know it all started with steve ray vaughn he led it yeah yeah because i mean 70s we had zz top coming to the scene we had fleetwood mac but no like pure guitar player like there wasn't like that guy that no. was like you know until stevie ray vaughn came and he was like the gunslinger you know he was taking heads, man. He was taking souls. <laughs> he went out to take some souls, man. Yeah, they're like the. I don't think anybody would would play well besides maybe Hendrix that played with that style of aggression. Oh no, no one did. I mean, besides me, but that was twenty years later. I'm sorry. Did you just compare yourself <laughs> to? <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. Yeah, Sirvon's legit, man. He tore it up. He was definitely... He was like the... He took what they had and he kind of cleaned it up and made it faster. He made it more percussive. He basically... He made the guitar more percussive. Because that's what what Hendrix was doing, but Hendrix didn't have... Unfortunately, Hendrix didn't have the tools at that time to make it as clear as um, Stevie Ray Vaughan. I mean... Well, I mean, if we're going to compare technique, I mean... Hendrix doesn't hold a candle to. Well, he didn't have SRV. the opportunity. I mean, he didn't have the. Vaughn was able to reference Hendrix. Hendrix didn't have reference anybody. So it all. He, go- referen- he referenced uh, Buddy Guy, BB King, you know, guys like that. Yeah, but every generation has their reference point that allows them to get to that level. That is true. Yeah, I mean, there would Steve I. He wouldn't be Steve I because you know he's just Steve I. He had the reference. Jimmy Page, you had to reference all these guys, you know. It's like oh, okay, the only one that didn't reference anybody that was kind of anomaly was uh, Van Halen, Eddie. He was kind of a, he kind of just uh, it was out of necessity. He wanted to make himself sound fuller with only being one guitar player, so he did what he did. He created his own style that's not, that can't be replicated. Yeah, he did his own thing because it was all out of necessity, which is kind of funny, like. Cause even they even asked him, "Do you listen to music?" He's on the home. <laughs> Did you practice? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, like that guy I trolled on uh, the Instagram account. I uh, the video I posted. The guy's like, "Oh my god, you're you're a great player. What's your technique? How often do you practice?" I was like, "Never. This is my first time." <laughs> <laughs> you totally trolled that dude. Yeah, our Instagram handle is at music dot speaks dot loud you can troll us if you like or follow us um, we're in the middle of a video war yeah we're in the middle of a video war i i posted um moonflower by santana which came out like a calculator calculator yeah. recording the next song i'm probably gonna post on there is creeping death from metallica just keep something fast so yeah make it happen captain yeah dude you're playing on moonflower was really good <laughs> the video quality sucked. <laughs> the sound was good. At least the sound got captured well. 
yeah, that's what I was saying. The playing was great, the sound was great, but like the 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 pixelation, it was just oh, not. Man. It was not there. Dude, the IG dude compressed the crap out of that. It does, dude. Yeah. It, it's so it's so frustrating. When you, know, you when you post that as IGTV, dude, it saturates the crap out of it. It's terrible. But um, yeah, I like how you trolled that guy. That made me laugh. Like, <laughs> you know, you know that that quote's from Happy Gilmore, right? When he's at the driving range and he's just like blasting balls away, the guy's like, "Oh my god, I never seen a golf player like you. How often do you play?" He goes. Never. This is my first time. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Happy Gilmore's on Netflix right now. Or it's on Hulu? What's it on right now? It's on Prime? I don't know. It changes like the wind. Um. So, the, did Nam have Orianthi go on? Uh, the, this year or last year? No, this year. No, she wasn't there. She was there uh, last, last year. year. Yeah, she was. So, she's a multi-instrumented. She plays multiple instruments. She plays like piano, drums, bass. She's just trying to keep the the blood flowing. She's one of the hardest working artists, like today. Like she's really trying to stay relevant. Like she's working on it. I'm, she's like, if you follow her on IG, dude, she's always doing something musically. She cannot stop. But she was saying that she has to because she she's one of those that she feels like she's gonna get forgotten really fast because she hasn't came out with a hit yet. So she's trying to stay relevant as, you know, the former guitar player for Alice Cooper, former guitar player for Michael Jackson, guitar player. Like now she's doing a gip now she's getting sponsored by Gibson for acoustics. Dude, that's so I don't want to say it's sad, but it it is kind of sad that the world didn't really know Orianti because Michael Jackson passed away so soon cuz she was supposed to be on that tour. Yeah, and she was ready to tear it up like it, like we were good to go. She was basically slashes Eddie's then slashes replacement, <laughs> and yeah, it sucks. She didn't get that opportunity to do what she was basically thrown to do. So now it's like you know she's she's earning her keep, but it's not like you know John Mayer can go on there and be like, yeah, oogly doogly boo. But people love that man. They're like, yeah, he said oogly doogly boo. Orianti's like on the constant grind, dude. She just has to keep being relevant. And she just has yeah. to. She says it's just she's gonna. They're gonna. She's she has this thing where they're gonna forget about her in the week she stops posting. Like she's done. That goes uh, with that kind of goes with our um, our discussion that it's like it's about what you what you do in like that time, you know. Cause, cause so Mayor became famous in the early two thousands. So like he came out with you know like your body's a wonderland and all those all those music and all those songs and stuff, which and then he just grew and grew and grew to be you know this top selling artist who he is today. Dude, what? so it's kind of like so with Orianti, she hasn't had that hit. Could be the time frame that she was in, or she just could couldn't write a hit at that time, so she's struggling. That's basically what it comes down to. Like it's it's all about. The, the timing of when you do it. Yeah, the timing. Because now we're getting into the 2020s. And music and the is... Time, and the timing for her sucked because that when Michael Jackson passed away, her that part, that part of her career was over. It never even began. Yeah, it, it she literally got dealt a bad hand because it never happened. Yeah. I mean, she and she's done cool shit. I mean, played it with ZZ Top, you know, all this stuff, but... It's just going to be hard. She needs to come out with that one hit that can cross 
this genre. And this genre is weird. I mean, you you follow IG. The guitar players of IG all play the same chordal spasms with with fucking gent influence. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I don't get it because it's, it's not my era of music. But for some others, I mean, it's their, it's it's their not bees my, knees. It's not my era area of music either. No, it's not. So for me, like, to relate, like, I'm, I'm putting Moonflower on there or, you know, something older... And I, I can't, I don't want, I can play that stuff that they're playing today, but I don't really want to, or nor do I have the desire. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know, like, if I have to hear another mediocre guitar player play Little Wing again on Instagram, I'm going to lose my shit. Oh, yeah, it's always, and then I see those, that guy goes on there, too, playing the Metallica, like, I mean, he's just, he's a youngster, but he's just so, I mean, he, for good reason, to be proud of your work. But you're right. Mm-hmm. It's like the same music is being re- repeated and repeated. So like, okay. But I mean, the the cool thing is, like, when I look at the views on these recordings we do, I mean, the part that makes me happy is like, wow, 183 people saw this. I mean, it's been a while since I played on front of so many people. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think yeah. So to I can't me, remember the last, I'm like can't happy. Remember the last time I played in front of a 183 people. Exactly. For me, it's like happy. Like okay, cool. I'm still trying to reach my mecca of 17,000, but I mean, at least I can get 183. That's like that's cool. I'm happy with that. I'm trying to push, of course, because I want to. I want to become a sir artist. S u e s u h r artist. Yeah. How how's that going, Gonzo? Tell it. Tell us all the people at home how that's going. Okay, it's not going very well at all. You have to have a big Facebook following. I don't even use Facebook much. You have to have a big IG following. You have to have your own website, and you have to have your own YouTube. And you have to be like up there in the 10K mark for them to even consider you as a Sir Artist. What it does is it basically allows you to make your own custom shop directly as opposed to going to a dealer. Hmm. And you know so me. So what's the, what's up? What's the uh, ETA on that? I don't know. I'm hoping at least by 2022 have some sort of online presence. I mean, I'm playing more, which is great. I, I love music. Music's fun. Right now, um, on the on the track, I have a uh, Sergio Vallin's Micro Sinfonicas. That's uh, the guitar player from Mana. Collaborated with Santana, with Fed, with uh, Marc Antonio Solis, with Santana, and he created a symphonic album for guitar enthusiasts. It's a beautiful album. It has a lot of um, his Mexican cultured orchestrated parts, but he he tears it up on the flamenco. He's more of a flamenco player in this album. He's showing off his flamenco stuff, but he does play electric in a couple of the tracks. But he, he tore it up. I mean, the melodies are amazing. So check it out. Sergio Vallin's new album. It's good stuff. Only 30 minutes too, so it's, it's ear candy. Mm, that's awesome. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, it's great. Like, if you're doing a car ride to Modesto, you'll finish it by the time you get to Modesto. But you're like, oh, wow, there's stuff in there. There's, like, licks in there that are that Santana does that are very good. Like, they're good. They're, like, iconic. Like, whoa, that's Santana right there. It's good. I liked it. It was good fun for the – and then I'm going to go back to listening to B.B. King albums because I'm trying to kind of enmesh myself in his work. And then from BB King, I'm working on some older John Frusciante stuff, non, non peppers, just solo artist stuff. Oh, cool! Fun man, music is fun and it speaks very loud sometimes. That it does. That it does. Maybe if it's, maybe it speaks too well. Dramatic pause. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So what I'm listening to is obviously a lot of Grateful Dead. You know me. I'm the deadhead. 
they have a lot of stuff. Yeah, there, there's no, like I was telling you, there's no way you can get through the entire catalog in like a weekend. Oh, no. It's going to take time. But what, what I'm also listening to is um, Jerry Garcia's solo. So he had his own band. He, he started his own band during the Grateful Dead hiatus in 1975. And he kind of carried it over even to the tours of Grateful Dead. So when he wasn't touring with Grateful Dead, he was uh, touring with his solo band, Jerry Garcia Band. There's a song on the, I, I believe it's the Let It Rock live album, Jerry Garcia Band. Mm-hmm. There's a song called That's What Love Will Make You Do. That's a, a popular song on my Spotify playlist. It's it's really, it's like, it's a blues, you know, it's a bluesy tune. But it's like the, it's, it's just so different from uh, what he does with The Grateful Dead. It's like, The Grateful Dead, it's like that's the more spacey kind of stuff that he does. But with his own band, he does more like uh, R&B type of stuff, which is kind of cool to to hear. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. When you influence R&B with uh, the electric guitar, that's when it gets cool. Like when um, John Frusciante covered um, How Deep Is Your Love, the BG song. Mm -hmm. Dude, he falsettoed it. But, man, the chords, simple. But, man, it sounds so cool on a Strat. (laughs) And what I'm noticing, too, the more I listen to Jerry Garcia band along with Grateful Dead is Jerry Garcia was a master of the Mixodorian scale or Mixodorian mood or mode. Sorry. You mean the Mixolydian and the Dorian? Yes. He would combine the two. So kind of like the melodic minor where you go up minor and you come down melodic minor? Uh. It's more of like mixing major and minor, where you play a major scale, but you uh, incorporate the flat third. Hmm. So, more like a Dorian? It's more like a Dorian, but he starts off in Mixolydian. He starts off on then, the seventh. Yeah, he's, or the fifth of the... the so, if it's, so if it's, um, if it's C major... He starts on G. C major. It starts, it starts off on G. But he flats but the, play, he flats he the third. Fla- yeah, he would flatten the third sometimes. So he would flatten the E flat instead of the G flat? I mean the A flat? It'd be B flat. So he flats the seventh? Yeah. But that's, the, but that's the third of the dominant. So I see what she's doing there. Huh. So yeah, that's a melodic minor esque, melodic minor esque. <laughs> it's getting more convoluted now that we're talking about it. <laughs> but he throws he throws in the flat uh, fifth there too. The flat fifth to make it diminished. Oh wow! So he's doing a lot of stuff. You should probably analyze his work. Well, you already yeah, did. That's, you already that's what that. I'm that's what I'm doing because um, when I first like was researching, you know. Uh, Jerry Garcia listening to the Grateful Dead and stuff like that. He would say, "Oh yeah, he's just playing Mixolydian." So like, okay, so I learned the Mixolydian. And I was like, "This does not sound. It kind of sounds like Jerry, but it's not like 100 percent there." So I learned um, what he would do a lot is he would accent chord tones. So like on a, a song like let's say Franklin's Tower, it's an A to D. So it would be he would play in a Mixolydian. But he would accent the 
the D when he would pass to the D chord, and then he was he would accent the A when he went back to the A, and then he would also play the flat third or the fifth, you know, just depending. You know, it's interesting that that statement you just made is the same one Marty Friedman said on his '80s uh, video lesson <laughs> about accenting the chords when you go over them. Yeah, you like accent the 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 note that makes that chord. Yep. Wow. Yeah, that that's what I that's what I try to do too. It's funny you can play it, the mode. I mean, there's it, nothing wrong with playing the mode. It's just like different players they they have their own specific style. Yeah, and it's good to know the rules so you know how to break the rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. To, yeah, it's always good to mess with the rules. I always play it safe. But I've lately been breaking the rules when it comes to certain chords. Hell yeah, break those rules. Yeah, like I, I use a lot the F minor where it'd be an F major, but I do it just to highlight. Yeah, you, you, you mess with people's emotions. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. It's like, where you, it's like if, it's, uh, if you're playing a song that's, me, that's mostly major and then you throw in the minor chord or you, you solo in minor pentatonic, it kind of... It makes people feel like, whoa, like. Yeah, like the major blues scale. B.B. King made that famous, but he'd always go to the minor to change the mood. Yep, exactly. Yep, that's why, man. Someone, I think Steve I there, someone did. There should be a guitar theory book, like on that kind of stuff. Because there's music theory, which is based off like, you know, piano and chord voicings. But there's not, I guess there should be. There probably is. Every guitar player kind of knows the rules. Like, oh, yeah, you do this and that and break this and do that. I'm like, okay. And it's funny because once you start getting into different voicings, you just start doing chromaticism. Like, <laughs> like run through all of them. Like, okay. Jerry did that, too. He did a lot of chromatic uh, things where, like, he would he would slide from, like, let's say the – he would slide up from, like, the fifth to the third and back to the root. Well, the difference between a, a wrong note and a, a wrong note and a good note is about a half step. Yep, that's true. And anything you can you can microtone it, and you'll if you hit the wrong note, just hold it and bend it a little bit up, and it'll be the right note. And that, my friends, is called jazz. Oh hell yeah! It's called <laughs> it's called finding the note, man. It's jazz, man. You could you could play you could play jazz while smoking oh, the jazz man. cabbage. Dude, jazz is woo. Jazz is a different beast altogether. I. I used to really kind of le- take a analyze the crap out of it, and then I realized, no, these guys don't even know what they're doing. They're just making it up. <laughs> it's about what you hear, man. It's it's your it's your inner voice, what you're hearing, and how you're translating that. There's a reason why they call marijuana jazz cabbage. Yeah, there, there's a reason. You have to be on one. <laughs> well, I'm not there yet. Maybe one day it'll be cool. So yeah, that's interesting. The Nams passed for the Parry Smith. Um, Mayor didn't come out with anything new. Just that new color. Yeah, I, th- I think they did it smart. That way, they like didn't have to, because in the in the the conference, Paul was saying that we're already behind on our back orders, so we didn't want to do anything more to add to that list, which is pretty smart. That way, everyone gets their their guitar. Oh yeah, their back order catalog was what eighteen months out. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Eighteen months out. It's like whoa, that's a very well. It's a pro and a con, man. I think the. Pete Thorne, I ordered it in... I don't even... Let me check. I can actually find that out right now. 
I think you ordered it either right before I got my 594 or right after. And I got mine in July, like the end of July, I think. Hmm. Okay, we'll entertain the the crowd with some discussion on Jerry Garcia while I look this up. I don't know, like what What song makes you groove, bro? What Keep song it simple. Makes me yeah, what song makes... like you wake up every morning like, man, I gotta practice this song. Oh, uh I gotta learn this song. We our audience deserves to know what music speaks loud. You know what's a fun Grateful Dead song to to learn and play is is a uh, China Cat Sunflower. The it's a little China like, Cat Sunflower. Yeah, it's it's like a little it's like a little G blues, but it goes boom boom bum ba dum bum ba dum bum ba dum boom bam ba dum bum ba dum bum boom boom bam ba dum bum ba dum bum. That kind of sounds like a Danny California. Kind it kind of has that kind of same rhythm a little bit. Last but, chance um, for Mary Jane. Na, na, na. <laughs> Kind of that's like, Mary Jane. That's Mary Jane's last dance from um, Tom Petty. Which uh, Peppers got sued for Danny California sounding like that. Oh, really? Yeah. So trip out. That song came out first, or did the did the Grateful Dead song come out first? Oh, Grateful Dead came out first. See? That was like in 1969. This is why I don't think people should be able to sue over licks because everything's gonna get recycled. There's only 52 combinations in music, dude. 52. That's the same amount of cards there are on a deck of cards. Exactly. So I ordered it on 7-18-2020. So we're going to hit the the year mark. So if I get it by May, that's 10 months. But that's not bad for a manufacturer to build your guitar in 10 months. That isn't bad since um, the first, um, the ETA was 12 to 18 months. Well, we'll see. I haven't got it yet. So if, if it takes longer, I'll start laughing like, hmm. There could be a snag in production. They'd be like, hey, Gonzalo, man. Fucked up, man. Hey, man, I was just trying to make the guitar man really fast, but then the neck broke. You know, like those Gibson Les Pauls where you mail them and the necks break like that, man. Oh, you said the word. Oh, snaggle puff. I can't we say should the put G like, word. We should make like a swear jar. So anytime Gonzo, anytime Gonzo references Gibson, the name, instead of Dirty G, he has to put a dollar in the, the swear jar. That's terrible. And then when we have our next guest, uh, that dude's pro Gibson, so I have to be very nice and on my P's and Q's, man, or else I'll be, you know. <laughs> you'll, you'll be in deep doo-doo. Yeah, I'll be in deep doo-doo, man. Yeah, I got to stay away from being mean to the G trash. What do we call it, G trash? No, um, dirty G. Oh, yeah, the dirty G. Oh, man. Dang. Final thoughts? Final thoughts. Um, I don't know. You always ask me what the final thoughts are. What are your final thoughts? Oh, final thoughts? Uh, hopefully this guitar gets made by July. That way it can at least take a year. But hopefully the 4th of July goes on. I want to get the bandmates back together. I want to invite the whole crew and let's just do a, a jam session if that's an option. Um, totally going to make it a jam fest this year if we do the 4th. Locally. Oh, yeah, I'd, be, I'd be totally down for that. Oh, I know. That'd be awesome, man. It'd be all cool just to get everyone you know, out and about and hanging out playing it's all about just kind of having fun with the songs and the tracks and seeing what's up a lot more musical catalog to reference if we do we're gonna put china cat sunflower on there there you go on the set list I'll, I'll 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 teach it to you there you go something different something people don't know i always like to add those weird kind of songs that no one recognizes like last time we did isabella pff, 
Only only the artist recognized that song, and I didn't even know who he was. I felt so terrible. Like, it yeah, was that an was, artist, that, man. That goes down as, like, the top five worst things you've ever done. Dude, that guy was a legend. And when I heard his music, I'm like, I'm so stupid. That's him? For those who don't know, uh, the man he insulted was Brenton Wood. I didn't insult him. I just didn't know who he was. But that's insulting. I know, but he was so cool. Brendan Wood is awesome. Dude, he was digging our sound. He's like, man, you guys are awesome. Dude, he dug it. He shook our hand. I think he gave us a hug, didn't he? He was all into it. He gave me a hug. He gave me a hug. He's like, dude, he was really happy to hear Hendrix, like Isabella. To him, it was like, whoa, I haven't heard that. We did did Spanish Castle, too. We did that, yeah. He he really enjoyed it. I was happy to see he was happy. I just wish I would have known who he was and I would have taken a picture. His music is, I mean, the... For the lowrider community, man, his music is the bee's knees. His check him out, Brendan Wood, greatest hits. It's on all type of musical platforms. The man has a beautiful voice. It's amazing. I just wish I knew who he was. I didn't, but at least he he dug our stuff. So that's always kudos. And that's what playing music is all about. Yep, it's all about the energy, um, the enjoyment, the excitement, and not making it a little girls' club. I mean, no exactly. offense to little girls. I mean, little girls are. I think little girls are more uh, mature than some of the the guitar players in certain communities. But that's just me. So oh, that yeah. was my final thought. I know that was my final thought. Well, Woo. thank you for listening uh, to us. Uh, Music speaks loud. Follow us on the IG. We have a Reddit page. We're going to start posting some songs on there. So if you want to follow the catalog of what we're listening to, I'm going to show the M48 how to Reddit. And we don't have a Twitter, but we do have an IG handle that we check every day so if you want to send a dm say what's up if you want to be on the show hit us up music at music.speaks.loud we'll talk about music and we'll try to keep it not prophetic we're not going to say bad words because bad words are bad and we don't want to be heads. so until next time peace yeah.